So I wanted to talk about the Foles trade where Nick Foles was traded by the Jaguars to the Bears for some picks. Uh, I really am not a big fan of this trade. I mean, it's going to create a quarterback battle that Trubisky should win. And if he doesn't win, it's just going to prove exactly why it was a mistake to draft him above Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes even more. I mean, Foles, sure he has experience with coach with some of the coaches on the on the uh, Chicago staff like Nagy, Laser, and Flip, and their various schemes from past stops. But personally, I don't. I don't, he's a great backup to step in in the moments when they need a guy to step in. He'll be a great. He's a great um, coach in the quarterback room. He's a great mentor for a rookie style quarterback. And he could help a contender the way he helped the Eagles as a reliever with a strong arm and experience. He won't well in the spotlight. But he doesn't have a lot of upside, which makes him the worst type of challenger for Trubisky. If he wins a training camp battle, like I said, it means the Bears invested a second round overall, or I mean a second overall pick in the draft and three full seasons of development on a quarterback incapable of beating Nick Foles in the training camp battle. No disrespect to Nick Foles. St. Nick was great with the Eagles. But the Bears are making the same mistake the Jaguars did in signing Foles. I mean, their defense is dominant. But that doesn't mean that they can win with a caretaker quarterback. Whether Trubisky or Foles is that caretaker. Bringing back the Super Bowl version of Foles is what just what the Jaguars hoped. I mean, Foles was the Jaguars' overreaction to Blake Bortles, who was very similar to Trubisky. An erratic first-round reach who fooled the organization and some fans into a few highlights during a defense-dominated playoff run, but then disappointed. But... Foles wasn't the answer to the Jaguars' problems, and I don't believe he will be to the Bears either. Tom Brady and Philip Rivers have new homes. Drew Brees and Ryan Tannehill are staying put. Cam Newton and Andy Dalton are looking for new landing spots. And Jamise Winston is... That's a good question. Five years ago, Winston and Mariota were the number one and number two picks, respectively, in the NFL draft. Neither quarterback has really lived up to expectations. They were both benched for veterans at one point. Mariota smartly and quickly realized... That Tannehill Hill's four-year, $118 million contract with the Titans was a sign he needed to settle for a backup job somewhere. And that's what he has done. He's got a good offer, he, which he ended up signing with the Raiders, where Derek Carr is on shaky ground, so there's always a chance we do see Mariota start again. 
at some point in the near future. But Winston, he's kind of stuck in limbo. Returning to the Bucks made sense for him and the team. But then they ended up getting a greater offer. I mean, they got the GOAT, Tom Brady. So Winston's now scrambling. What will his market be? Some teams that I think definitely should take a look at him. Uh, I could see the Jaguars taking a look at him. Even if he's... I mean, he could be a solid backup and definitely push Gardner Minshew in in training camp and maybe even steal the starting job from Gardner. I mean, this guy's had 30 touchdowns. His only weakness was he had 31 interceptions. So, he's got a lot of upside, but then he also had a lot of things that have definitely made people upset with his off-field issues and his interception rate. But... Like I said, I think the Jaguars it be could be a good fit for him. I mean, he's only 26. He couldn't if he played well with well behind Minshew. I mean, he's he could be a grip a long-term backup solution for them. He could be what Foles never ended up being able to be for them. Um, and but in other places, I mean, the Chargers. It's a lot of people are throwing things around with them. I mean, who knows if they're going to end up sticking with what they've got or if they end up going with something new. But if he went to the Chargers where he would have a lot of weapons and he would have a solid defense to make up for his uh, his uh, risky play at times. They moved on from, I mean, the Chargers have moved on from Rivers and their best in-house option is Tyrod Taylor. Winston would be an upgrade. Potentially a massive upgrade, honestly, if he could put it all together. I mean, he did have uh, eye surgery, so... Now that he can see which team is which, maybe he'll throw less interceptions. That was a joke. If you're listening, Jimmy, don't get offended. (laughs) Uh, Chargers are the number two team in the city. And moving into a shared stadium where they could have trouble selling tickets. I mean... The right move would be to draft a franchise quarterback. But if they could get stuck with a third or fourth option on the draft board without trading up for, from the number six. Winston on a one-year deal isn't a bad idea. That would give time for a guy like just Jordan Love or Justin Herbert to learn from the bench and an opportunity to, for Winston to cash in as a 2021 free agent. Another option for him would be the Miami Dolphins, which would be a very similar situation to the Chargers. He could compete with a first-round pick, expected to be Tua if the Dolphins want to create a competition with a lot of farm talent. But if they're more focused on a mentor, they should probably just stick with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And Josh Rosen stays as an afterthought there. But there's a lot of questions that will be surrounding Jimmy Swinson's future. And I'll try and keep you up to date as things move forward with that. So, for two decades, Bill Belichick had put the New England Patriots ahead of any single player on the roster. Virtually every veteran who contributed 
to the greatest dynasty in modern sports had been either shipped out or allowed to leave once he was no longer useful or willing to contribute at the price that Belichick deemed uh, right for them. I mean, we saw Mike Vrabel was traded to the Chiefs, Randy Moss was shipped to the Vikings, and Swellcourt finished his career off with the Texans. Vinatieri had a whole second career with the Colts. If there was, was going to be one guy who was different, I definitely expected it to be Tom Brady. Because Tom Brady was the guy who was... This dynasty was viewed as Belichick and Brady's dynasty. It, they were viewed almost as equals in a, a lot of sports pundits and the media and fans' minds. Their names were almost interchangeable. Uh, they were the two pillars of this dynasty, the two centerpieces everyone counted on. And the six championships they won both belonged equally to both of them. But uh, it became clear that the rules weren't any different. After years of taking less than market value to help them win, Brady finally decided it was time for him to get paid weight. Paid like he was, like he was uh, the greatest quarterback in the NFL for all these years. The GOAT. So he wanted a raise. So... The Patriots had boosted his compensation from $15 million to $23 million in uh, 2019 and lowered his cap hit by $5.5 million. In the process, they gave him... He got an agreement that they wouldn't franchise tag him in 2020, which would have limited his leverage and likely kept him for, for longer. But that's what led to him being a free agent. So this... this, uh, this this year, when they started negotiating, it appeared that Belichick got that feeling that he gets when he decides, I'm not going to pay this guy what he wants. He's expendable. So, when he saw it, when Brady was asking for an offer of $30 million per season, the Patriots weren't willing to compete. I mean, uh... Belichick wasn't. It looked like the the owner said that if Brady had wanted to come back, he would have been willing to pay him anything he wanted. So there's some conflicting statements, but I really think this did come down to Belichick not wanting to give up some control and give up the money to Brady. There had been rumors of rifts in the last few years. So now Brady is poised to become a member of the Bucks. Even a few months ago, if someone had told me this, I would have thought they were crazy. But it happened. So, Brady and Bruce Arians is the new combo that that people are going to be talking about now. And it's going to be an interesting fit. Bruce Arians is known for an air raid style of offense, which is definitely not something that Brady's used to. But Bruce Arians is a smart coach, and I believe that he will be able to work some of the stuff Brady wants into it. I mean, Brady wouldn't assign with them if if he didn't get a guarantee they were willing to go with things that he wanted. My biggest question here is how much is it going to pay off for the Bucks? I mean, everyone would agree Brady declined in 2019. Um, he put some excellent games in there. And, but the offense continued to sputter multiple times. So, the question is, was that decline 
permanent decline that's going to keep going, or was that just a blip with he didn't have the right weapons around him, he was had other things on his mind with the new contract, or I don't know what it was, but I believe that the decline is definitely coming, and so paying this guy $30 million per season, sure, he's, he's, he's the GOAT when it comes to quarterbacks, but it's going to be interesting to see how this works out for a guy as old as he is. I mean, his off-target rate was way too high last season. He's been known for his accuracy over the past decade. His off-target rate of 21.7 last season was so surprising because of that. That means that more than one out of every five of Brady's throws were either underthrown or overthrown. Only Jameis Winston, the former Buck, and Josh Allen posted higher off-target rates than the future Hall of Famer. This metric uh, specifically excludes passes that were thrown away under pressure. Spikes to stop the clock. So this high off-target rate is definitely an indictment of Brady losing some of his measure of accuracy. It was the highest one of his career. Uh, It's pretty surprising. But Brady hasn't posted an above-average off-target rate since... Uh, 2010 and I believe part of that has to do with the fact that Brady uses these off target throws to end plays without risking a sack or an interception so sometimes he's just being smart and uh, instead of risking something he's just trying to save it so that he gets one more down and not get hurt but another reason that his his uh everything might have dropped like this season was because Brady had probably like maybe the worst receiving core that he had ha- ever had in his career. 3.9% of his passes in 2019 were dropped, which was the seventh highest rate in the league. I mean, Edelman was targeted a whopping 156 times and posted a drop rate of 5.8. Sanu, Jacoby Myers, and Josh Gordon were each at over 4.3. Matt Lacoste dropped two of his 19 targets and oft frustrating Sonny Michelle dropped three of his 20 attempts. Well, two of those coming in the red zone. So, it's definitely something that he won't have to worry about with the Bucks because they definitely have better receivers. The Bucks receiving core has to be one of the best in the NFL. And so I believe there's less reason to concern. The only problem is he's trading a better trading in a better defense and a better O-line for a team that has more talented pieces for him to throw to. Like I said, his receiving weapons in Tampa Bay will feature Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. They covered a lot of Winston's mistakes the past several years. And Brady's definitely a better decision maker than Winston. They're the type of receivers that make quarterbacks feel comfortable throwing a 50-50 ball when nothing's developing. Maybe Winston got a little too comfortable, but Brady didn't have those tiny guys in Edelman. So, theoretically... I believe that 
he'll definitely um, put up some of his most flashy plays. Now that he has some, he's throwing to the some of the best guys that he's going to throw into in his whole career. Because honestly, a lot of his career, Brady was not throwing to big name guys. He was, and if he was throwing to a guy who was a big name, it was because he made them a big name. They would go somewhere else and they'd be nothing. These guys have been proven without him. Uh, it's going to be even more interesting if they do, if Brady convinced them to sign Antonio Brown as well. But who knows how that will that will happen? Brady's up, and also Brady's going to have an upgraded tight end this season than what he had last year. Cameron Brates and OJ Howard two, are two big bodies who, who are going to be viable red zone targets. And they've got size and speed, which is something that Brady has always loved. Brady has always loved to have a tight end who he could throw it to, which is something he didn't really have last season. So my my first in- instinct is to say that as long as the O-line can keep him safe and, and Arian's coaching style meshes well with Brady that this is going to work out for a few years and uh, I think I'm going to go with my instinct Tom Brady leaving the Patriots, a team that had a great defense last season for the for the uh, Buccaneers, a team that had another great defense and even better guys for him to pass to. It seems like there's going to be a major hole in the AFC East. When you think about the next court, the next best quarterback. Now that he is gone, it's a hard decision. I mean, Sam Darnold or Josh Allen are probably the two guys. There could be an argument made for Ryan Fitzmagic, Fitzpatrick. um, But there's a lot of questions. Darnold and Allen both have shown potential. I mean, Josh Allen was able to, to bring his team to the playoffs. And he's definitely has the best receiving core of any of the teams in the AFC East right now. And because of his ability for these long ball plays, I want to give it to him. But uh, Darnold's definitely got a higher IQ than him. The highest IQ of all of them probably belongs to Fitzpatrick. I mean, he has a Harvard education, but he doesn't always play like it. And he's wildly inconsistent. It's, It's a real struggle, but I'd have to go with Josh Allen. With his uh, with his deep ball threat, and he already has playoff experience at a young age. I go with him. Uh, Brady, he's now playing in a division that has the Saints and Drew Brees, who I believe are definitely a better team than the Buccaneers next season. Uh, Brees back with all of his weapons, and I believe just like Brady, he still has a couple years left. And they were probably the third or fourth best team in the 
NFL last season, the Saints were, so, and I don't see anything changing with that this year. Uh, the Falcons, as as bad as their defense is, they're still better than the Jets or the Dolphins were last season, which is means even the worst team in the division, either the Falcons or whatever the Panthers are going to end up being with their transition period, uh, the worst team in the division is still going to be better than what the AFC East had. Uh, the Panthers, the Saints, and the the uh, Panthers, Saints, and the Falcons are going to be some much tougher competition than what he had in the Bills and the Dolphins and the Jets left. Last season, sure, the Bills definitely gave him a few scares in the last couple of years, and the Dolphins were able to upset him once or twice. But this is definitely a more uh, harder competition for him, and also it means he's going to have to face off with this new schedule uh, against teams like the Chiefs in uh, more regional matchups more often too. It's going to be a tougher schedule for Brady. And it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. So, uh, Phillip Rivers is joining the Colts on a one-year $25 million deal. Uh, the Colts brought in a couple interesting free signings, actually. DeForest Buckner, he's going to be a pillar for the Colts that he was for the 49ers. And uh, I also believe that the Colts can take a step forward this season. Uh, I believe they can make Naheem Hines their very own version of Austin Eckler. Phillip Rivers is definitely on the decline of his career. And after this one-year deal, depending on how this season goes, he very much well could retire. But for... Him to be a placeholder for one year. And. It's going to be interesting to see. How. What he can do. He definitely had a disappointing season this year. And I'm kind of surprised. I knew that the Colts were going to look into different options. But. I thought Jacoby Brislett was worth uh, keeping around. I thought he had starting quarterback potential. He's probably going to end up somewhere on the trade block, in my opinion. So, Brislett, he had a 5-2 and two start, but then had a knee injury and accuracy problems, causing him to struggle down the stretch. They ended up losing seven of their final nine games and missing the playoffs for the fourth time in the past five seasons. He had thrown for 2,942 2, yards and 18 touchdowns last season, a 60.8 completion percentage, was 30th in the NFL. And so that's what made them decide that they weren't sure Brissett was their starter, but the jury's still out. Rivers joins the team. That not only one of the top offensive lines, but the only unit that started all 16 games as a group last season. 
He'll also be helped by a solid running game and a solid defense. So those are some things that will definitely help Phillip Rivers as he gets to the the end of his career. Uh, so Rivers, he's been the starting quarterback for the Chargers his whole career. But after struggling this season, he completed only 66% of his passage passes for 4,615 yards and 23 touchdowns, turning the ball over 23 times. He'd turned the, the ball over a combined 24 times the previous two seasons, 13 in, in 2018 and 11 in 2017. So you definitely see turning the ball over was becoming more of a problem as he has aged. He He's 38. He has the franchise mo- best in uh, passing yards, touchdown passes, and overall 30 different franchise records for the Chargers. He had eight Pro Bowl invitations. Second most of any Charger. Uh, first player in league history to post five straight games with a pass rating of 120 in a single season. And he's a very tough guy. He has a lot of awards to his name. He's fourth in NFL history with a 300 plus passing yard games. But uh, the Chargers chose to move on from him this offseason. And it's going to be interesting to see how long we see him in a Colts uniform. I believe his, his uh, we saw definitely the beginning of his decline majorly uh, this season. And I believe his decline is going to keep coming. He's still going to be a starting quality quarterback. This whole season. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say he's just going to go out there and be trash. But he's not going to be the Phillip Rivers. That we're all going to remember. Him as. From the larger part of his career. The thing that got him so many accolades and awards. Uh, Brislett. He signed a two year deal. uh, Coming into this. Off season. uh, Coming into this season. So that means that. At the end of next season, he's going to be a free agent. So, it's going to be interesting to see if they keep him on the roster that long. Honestly, I see them probably trying to... Uh, putting him off in a trade. Most, I think there's definitely a chance they try and trade him back to Patriots. Who traded him to them. But, as things happen, I'll keep you up... So I wanted to talk real quickly about the whole situation with the Panthers. They signed Teddy Bridgewater. They told Cam Newton he had permission to request to seek a trade to go elsewhere. He said he didn't want that permission. Uh, It's just a mess. Cam Newton's not the only guy who seems unhappy with the way his exit was handled. We saw that they have now released Eric Reed and a bunch of other veterans. And... Then the way they, Greg Olson said the way that his exit was handled wasn't the way he wanted it to go either. I'm not going to blame Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is definitely a, good de- a guy who deserves 
to be a starting quarterback somewhere in the NFL. And I believe his fit with the Panthers is excellent. Uh, when he's not injured, he's been one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. He's definitely played up some shining moments. And he's been able to show off his incredible arm strength. And his great decision making and quick legs that gave him chances to extend plays. Uh, he's, he's compared a lot to Joe Burrow. Which is great for the Panthers. Because Joe Brady is now the offensive coordinator for Carolina. So he'd be a perfect fit in the new offense that would be implemented by Brady in 2020. And he has a similar playing style to Newton. So old plays he'll still be able to, that the Panthers had. He'll still be able to do them. He's already proven as a face of the franchise. And he has proven his ability to leave, lead teams to wins. I, I believe he'll fit nicely with the scheme and culture. But where does that leave Cam Newton is the question a lot of people are asking. Uh, Cam has some years left in him. As long as he's able to get healthy and get back right after his big injury, I believe that he'll be able to find a suitor worth uh, giving him a shot. One team I believe that he'd be a good option for would be the Chargers, who after moving on from Phillip Rivers, their, their best quarterback option is Tyrod Taylor. That's their best in-house option. And yeah, they've said that they're uh, interested in keeping him around and that they trust Tyrod. But Cam's definitely an upgrade over Tyrod. And his style of play is definitely different than what the Chargers are used to. But his dual threat power would really open up their offense even more and elevate their status to get back into the playoffs and make some noise again. They already have Eckler and Hunter Henry and um, plenty of other studs on that roster. And adding, adding Cam would be just another great move for them. Another team I think that would be interesting would be would be the Patriots. I mean, the Belichick's known as an old school coach. And if you wanted to change that up I think the perfect quarterback to do that with would be Cam Cam's got tons of experience as a starter as a veteran as a playoff caliber man and he could open up the Patriots offense as well some stress could be taken off of him with the plethora of backs that the Patriots always seem to have that he wouldn't be able he would be able to as he they could slide him in as he recovers from injury and ramp him up as things move on from there if they were able to do it with him or he could go which I believe the best option for him would be going to getting traded to Washington yeah Washington you might be thinking I'm crazy because yeah they just drafted Dwayne Haskins but that hasn't stopped the Redskins before the Redskins have moved on from young guys quickly multiple times there's been rumors that there's uncertainty about the future of Dwayne Haskins and their franchise and how how they really feel about him. And it's a new quarterback. I mean, a new coach and a new offensive coordinator. And those guys are really acquainted with... Really acquainted with Cam. I mean, Ron Rivera was his coach for almost a decade. So, and new coaches usually like some familiarity. And so, I could really see them going after Cam and taking him. He can definitely be a great mentor to Dwayne Haskins as they develop him. he's Dwayne's not really a starting caliber guy right now. When, what we saw from him already, he was a little shaky. So if he got to learn from a guy who has a similar play style 
in him for Cam Newton. That would be a really smart move, in my opinion. That should definitely happen. I know there's a lot that has gone on in the NFL over the last few days, and that's why I just wanted to bring up some of the biggest storylines. I know I talked just about quarterbacks, really, in this whole uh, show. has just been a quarterback special, really, for the NFC offseason. I'll keep you up to date. I'll definitely be dropping more stuff now that, uh, because of the coronavirus, that I'll have more time on my hands because my swim team got canceled. And uh, for now, you know, practices at least. And school, we're at home for now as well. So I'll definitely have more time. So keep excited. Keep the excitement up. More stuff is on the way. Get hype. Thank you for listening. Love you guys. Stay safe out there.